Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, a ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all up in your brain and giving you real practical application. Hello and welcome to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. Welcome. Sponsored by... Jesus. No? Oh gosh, no. What were you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. I just wanted to see what you would come up with. (laughs) You said Jesus last time. Right, but I knew I was deleting that. That was just a test clip. Well. Okay, keep going. (laughs) We're not sponsored by anyone. So if you want to sponsor, though, hit me up at josh.scent.church. I have a PayPal account. No? We don't really need a sponsor, though. We're just kidding. There's nothing to sponsor. Just listen, like, and share. (laughs) Please Thank listen, you. like, and share. But today we are going to be t- discussing a topic that I really don't know a whole lot about. And that would be? TV. Right. More specifically, a specific show on TV. Okay. That I did not watch. So it's not The Office. Yep, because that is the only show I watch. Well. Well, <laughs> that's what. No, keep going. <laughs> nope. However, had this guy. He was a British guy. His name was Simon. Mm. He was really mean to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, they sang a lot. The chipmunks. Yes, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except Simon wasn't the mean one. He was the nerdy one in the chipmunks. All right, next. And no one ever wanted to be him when we played the chipmunks. Aww, poor little. Simon. But of course, the show we are talking about is American Idol. American Idol. Now, before you turn off the podcast because you're like, oh, I'm an idolite. I don't know if that's a real word. I was like, I don't even know what that means. But someone who watched it and you think we're about to bash the show, please don't because I didn't watch the show. And if you were like, oh, I hate that show and nothing you have to say is going to bring me any help. Understand, again, I didn't watch the show. This isn't a review about the show. This is a how American Idol ruined ruined the American church. Mm. So keep in mind, even though we didn't watch the show. Nope. They would get like 50 plus million viewers to watch the show. And the outtakes were fun to watch. Yeah, and that, that's all I've seen, like, on YouTube. Right. Like, where they make fun of them, mm-hmm. and, oh, you didn't quite get it that time, boss. That would have been me. But, hey, I would have got my 15 minutes of fame. That's true, and that's all. But, however, think about 50 million people here in America. That's almost one-sixth of the population of America. Thank God you're good at math, because I have no idea what that means. There's about 300 million people here in America, so... That's a six. Five times six. I'm sorry. I teach first grade. Okay. Those numbers are too big for me. So without further ado, what lessons can we learn? And how did American Idol ruin the church here in America? Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast. You almost sounded like an episode of Law and Order coming through. (laughs) That was terrible. Law and Order is terrible, first of all. No, it's not. You shut your mouth when you're talking about that. Oh, I guess some of us that like really did the show. Not the acting show, but like what they do on the show. And then we watch it and go, that's so not how this works. 
Don't you talk about Mariska Hargitay like that. See, what you should have done is, I object. Like, that would have... You want the truth? <laughs> Not law and order. <laughs> but. Anywho. So the first lesson we learned from this show that ruined America is fame is the thing worth chasing. Okay. I agree. I mean, the whole point of the show was you can be famous. Mm-hmm. And... It's built around seeking the applause of man. And a little background, the people that made it on the show barely even were paid. Like, they were there and they stayed because they got, they got to be famous. <laughs> they learned some good songs and dancing. Well, they didn't even make a lot of money. Like, it was like pennies on the dollar. Well, I mean, so but it, it goes even, down to, like... It, it was being known. Like, understand, this show was so big that Toby Mac had a song called Lose My Soul. Right. And one of Kirk Franklin's lines in that show was, America has no more stars, now, now we, we call, call them, them idols. idols. Yep. You know, and and again, that's really what it turned into. Like, this is a show built around making idols. Right. You know, and and that's what we've done really good. I mean... For all of us that are, you know, around our age. We won't say what that is. You will remember the new kids on the block. Yes, they're coming in concert. And there were people, like, you you would see on TV that, like, they're standing, you know, like, behind the arena or wherever mm-hmm. when they come out. And, like, they're screaming. screaming and they, like, pass out. That is a true statement. You people know, one of the things. Trampled. One of the things we tell our kids a lot is, okay, we said Jesma was coming. It's not Jesus. You know, because we have this tendency to put famous people up on these platters. Are you saying Jesma's famous? Yes. In our home, she is. Not even in our home. To To our our children, children. she is like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. But that's because she feels bad if I even like slightly raise my voice to the kids. And she's a good big sister cousin to them. Dunkle. (laughs) Inside joke. Keep going. But... But this show is built around people chasing the applause of man. And, and that's very that, – that is the antithesis. I love that word. Say I it again. I knew you did. Antithesis. I am not going to try to say it again. Antithesis. I love that word. But if we read Galatians 1.10, Acts 5.29, Isaiah 2.22, John 5.44, Matthew 10.28, Jeremiah 17.5, and John 12.43. They all say they the all same thing. They all say, seek God's approval, not man's. Right. And don't get this twisted with, I don't care what anyone got to say. No one can judge me. Because that's not what scripture says anywhere. Right. And you should care because if what you're doing is hindering someone else, well, then Paul's going to say you're in the wrong. Right. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So if fame is what we seek, then we are not seeking first the kingdom of God, which goes against everything Jesus teaches. Because only fame that we should be seeking is to make Jesus famous. And don't get me wrong. Like, this is what's inside all of us. Like, all of us want to be remembered. Right. You know know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we all have that deep inside of us that that we want people to remember us. That's why so many people care about, what are they saying about me? What do they think about me? What do they say about me? Who cares? Even evil people. I mean, think of school shooters. Why do they do it? To be remembered? Yeah. You may not have known me when I was in class with you, but I bet you remember, remember me now. now. Right. You know, and, and and especially the Christian. Like, 
we should be holding on to the hope that was found in the resurrection of Jesus. Right. Like, that's our hope. Not 15 minutes of fame. Right. Or, well, I'll, whatever. I'll take the 15 (laughs) minutes of fame. Can I get half an hour? But. But our hope should be found in what God thinks of us, not necessarily what peers think of us. Right. But even if you think about, like, conferences, who gets asked to, you know, be keynotes at conferences? Big name people who are going to draw a crowd. Right. You know, they're not asking. You. Ouch. I'm saying. Like, that hurts so much. You're not going to be the main speaker at a mega conference is what I'm saying. And this is why I make it in life. It is the loving support of my wife. I want to come listen to you. But not. Just stop by your head. Like, I know what there I mean. is no way to dig yourself out of that one. I think you're amazing, honey. I love you. I do. Like, I love okay. you. Okay. I don't even know if I can go on. Like, like you just rocked me to the core on that one. What I'm saying is if they're going to go between you and. Oh, please. I now compare know. me to someone else. Nothing says I'm, I love you no, more I'm than this. No, I'm thinking like for like well, a church conference. Well, let me just think. Like if it was you or, I don't know, um, Matt Chandler. Right. Uh, or Joby Martin. Thanks, babe. I'm just saying. People don't know you yet. That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, this is such a sanctifying, like, moment Aww, for me right now. I love now. you, baby. Just checking my heart checking idols. Heart. Why am I really doing this? But the second lesson we learned from the show is that all of life is a show. Right. Because, again, like, the people they picked on the show, it wasn't... Their highest performers. Well, it wasn't necessarily the most talented. Right, they weren't top-notch. It wasn't, like, the best voice and stuff like that. It was... You're going to make the best TV. Whose story can sell the most, who's going to watch and right. hang on to what you're doing. And really that's what it is. Like we, we, you know, we consume all this reality TV because, you know, there's nothing more real than reality TV. Right. Because there's not enough going on in our own real life. Well, it was the same thing. Like I was so shocked when, like I was watching some documentary about The Price is Right and they were talking about the way they would pick. I always thought like all the names went in a bucket random. and they picked the Somebody name picked out. picked it, yeah. But really what it is is the producers walk around before the show and they go, who's going to make the biggest impression on TV? Because that's what we want to see. Right. Who's going to scream the loudest, it was like the highest. Years ago, I used to watch a show called Cheaters. Oh my gosh, yes. The confrontation was always the best part of the show. And you know, like, there were people that were sending in tape after tape after tape. Like, you know they had a process to go... You were hoping. Who's going to be on this week? Right. You know, and... And and it was the same thing, like, but what that created in all of us is this idea that everybody has the potential to be a star mm-hmm. and worship needs to be the same thing. Right. Like now all of a sudden, you know, your worship director, your worship pastor, whoever does worship, all of a sudden you're comparing them to Mandisa and Ruben and and Kelly Clarkson. Right. Oh Kelly Clarkson. Oh, my gosh. But all of a sudden, they don't match up. Right. And you're like, well. They're okay, but. You know, I wish they were more like, you know, a lot like my wife who just told me they'll never book me at a conference. I wish there was more cowbell. (laughs) Y'all don't get that reference. No. 
But churches had to perform to keep people coming in. And they still do. Right. Like they had to up their game. Right. You know, they needed lights now and they needed smoke and they needed like these huge concerts and and there are some that do it very well and, and honor Jesus with it. Right. You know, and that's awesome and, and really prepare people's hearts for worship. And there are others that go, if we can just make it entertaining enough. They'll stay. So if we can do like, oh, what's the next big movie? What's the next big Marvel movie coming out? Oh, let's do, let's like try to tag onto that. Right. Let's theme a, a movie with a sermon. Yeah. Because you need to make Jesus line up with Captain America. Right. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I get contextualizing. I get el- illustration. However, oh, sure. my illustrations need to come from the text that I'm preaching not, Marvel oh, how can I movies. tie this into pop culture now? And I love Marvel movies. Um, so what happened is we became backwards. We went, we don't have to be grounded in scripture. We don't have to follow any kind of tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, we can look for application and then try to find a, a passage that that fits this. Right. One-liners. And in other words, we, we said that um, your problems are Goliath and you're David. Right. Overcoming them. Which to me is a slap in the face. Oh, absolutely. Right. And I think you missed the entire point of David and Goliath at that point. Right, because David was a real person and Goliath was a real person. And, you know, your traffic on I-4 isn't Goliath coming after you. Right, and the devil attacking you. Right. The fact that you're running late is probably more likely Your fault. you overslept. You didn't get ready fast enough. Right. You lollygagged. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really, when we say that our problems are Goliath and we are David, what we're saying is the power is in me. Right. Not Jesus. Um, And we become dependent on us and not what Jesus came to do. Right. And the last lesson that we, that ruined the church is... How to be the perfect consumer. Mm. We learned that watching the show, all we have to do is sit back and critique rather than actually being part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And really, in all honesty, isn't that what we do? All the time. Like we, we sit back and we go, oh, okay, that's not right. That's not right. They should do this. They should say that. If they I was were this, Right. It's not mine, but if it was. You know, and, and seriously, another application to this one. You know, and I love baseball. Let me rephrase that. I love watching my son play baseball. Right. Okay. I grew up playing baseball. Like, I know the game. However, I love watching my son play. Right. That being said, some of you parents need to go ahead and calm down Mm. because A, they're not getting paid to be out there. Mm -hmm. B, this is some of the kids' first time ever playing. Right. And see, you don't know everything. But what you see is this, that same mentality. Like, I'm going to sit back and I'm, I'm going to critique. Right. Other kids, my own kid, the coach. The ump. Right. Everybody. I hate to say it. An umpire is still a human. They make bad calls. Right. That doesn't give me the right now to sit there and go... You're a stupid idiot. What, are you blind? Come on, Blue! Really? That's what they sound like? That's what I sound like when I say it. <laughs> um, but we learned it is better to, ju- to judge the shortcomings of others than to rather look at ourselves and what we are lacking. Right. 
And that's Jesus in Matthew 7 when he goes, how can you take the splinter out of your neighbor's eye while you have a plank in your own? Right. Like he's saying, hey, look. Mind your business. Touch your nose. Don't worry about them. You do you. Right. You fix you. Let me deal with them. Right. Let me be Jesus for a minute. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many times a day do you tell a child in your class, let me be the teacher? Mm. I got this. Well, maybe not so much in first grade, but definitely well, more so in high school. In first grade. Well, you gave me that, mm, that didn't really happen, not but very I'm a good often. teacher. Doesn't happen very often. I have good classroom management. Ooh, maybe you'll be a keynote speaker. I have good Because I have faith in you. Relationship management just follows. Hashtag that. Hashtag whole brain teaching. <laughs> Hashtag relationship over management. However, we became hypercritical of everything. And when our pastor wasn't performing to our liking, regardless of how biblically accurate he was, right. we left and went somewhere else for a pastor that sounded more like what we wanted. And, and when the worship music wasn't quite as big of a concert... We left. Or the stage wasn't quite as big. Or our children were not as entertained in children's church, even though it's solid teaching. Or I wanted my talents to be more on stage and more visible to a larger audience. They asked me to greet instead of sing on the stage. Really what it was is what it boils down to is we got to vote by text and therefore became anonymous critics that could judge in silence. Right. We didn't ever have to go, I want to be part of the solution, not just part of the problem. Guys, I hate to tell you this, but it, it's it's easy to sit back and from the 50,000 foot view go, that's wrong, this is wrong, that's bad wrong. Bad call, bad call, bad here's call. The, here's the bigger thing, though. I like to build a lot of things. Like I like doing crafty stuff. Right. I can always look at something I've built or something that I've fixed or something I've done and I can tell you every single flaw that in you did it. wrong, right. Most people don't even notice, like, you know, the little things. Right. But every time I look at things, I'm like, yep, I should have done this different. I should have done that different. Right. Or I could see that or I could see this. And and you may never even see it. What I, what I want you to understand is most of the time, people, people know something's broken. I was going to say, right, they know there's something wrong. They don't need extra people pointing out to them what they know is already right. broken. Jacked up people know they're jacked up. But the point is, is we became worse for it. We have weakened our understanding of what commitment to a local body of believers is. We've become consumers of yet another product. Mm -hmm. And we became practically Christians without even knowing it. Right. I mean, we go to church. We we practically believe in all this stuff. And then we're raising our kids the same way. So it's a whole other generation being raised up like that. Absolutely. So I challenge you. This week, get out of the American Idol mindset. Instead, become an engager. Become a member. Become someone who gives more than they receive. Stop being hypercritical. Stop judging. Stop looking at everything that's broken. Stop looking at every single shortcoming of your church and ask yourself, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? Right. So until next week, hit us up with comments or let us know what you want to hear and We love you and can't wait to talk again. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to sent.church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you, and we love you.